I'm Kelsey Zeiser. Welcome to What's the Story, a short podcast from Light Reading, where we take a step back from the most significant topics in telecom to tell you the latest news, how we got here, what it all means, and what to expect next. Today, I'm talking with Light Reading's Teresa Krasova about the recently approved merger between Orange and Mosmobile in Spain. We discuss competition concerns over the merger and the remedies proposed by the European Commission to address those concerns. Teresa also explains what this means for future mergers of service providers in other European countries. Hey, Teresa, welcome back to What's the Story? Hey, Kelsey, it's great to be here. Yeah. Thanks for joining. Um, so there's been a lot going on uh, in Spain this week among the telcos. Uh, so what's the latest on the merger news between Orange and Masmovil? Uh Yes. So basically, the European Commission has finally given its approval to the merger to go through. And basically, for context, uh, Orange and Masmovil first um, announced it in 2022. So it's been in the works for quite some time, um, as you can tell. And basically, it is estimated to be, basically, the deal is meant to be worth around 18.6 billion euros, which I think is around 20, 20 billion dollars. Um, and it will, <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was like, it's, you know, almost like an abstract amount of money. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it must be nice, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, so yeah, it's uh, it's a big deal. It will create basically the biggest um, operator in Spain in terms of um, customer numbers. They will have, I think, around 30 million um, mobile customers and um, I think around 7 million um, fixed customers um, post-merger. So yes, it's a big deal. And basically also um, from the operator's perspective, they are saying that this will give them the skill they need to kind of better invest in 5G and fiber as well. Um, and yeah, I should probably also say it will be kind of the new operator will be a 50-50 joint venture between Orange and Massmobile. So um, yeah, I think that's kind of the, the details um, in a nutshell. Yeah, thanks. And are there concerns um, around competition, around this reducing competition? What What's some of the buzz there? Yes, yes, there are many, many concerns. Um, this is something that the EU is generally quite sensitive about. Um, so it had concerns about a kind of the implications for competition in the market. Um, basically, it conducted an in-depth probe, which found that if the merger was allowed to go through as it was initially proposed, it would kind of um, eliminate an important um, player in the market in mass mobile, which kind of um, entered the market relatively recently and made very competitive offers to customers. Um, so that was its that was the EU's kind of first concern. And the second, the another important concern was the impact of prices, because obviously mergers, even though the telcos kind of don't want to say it out loud, um, generally are believed to lead to higher prices for the customers in the long run. In this case, the EU said that it was possible that if the merger kind of went through without any remedies, it could raise prices by over um, 10%. So those, I think, were the two main concerns um, for the EU. Mm -hmm. 
Did uh, what response uh, did the EC have to those competition concerns? Did they propose any remedies? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, the remedy, the two remedies that ended up kind of um, becoming part of the of the final deal, um, they both involve Digi, which is a Romania-based company which already operates in Spain as an MBNO. It's the biggest MBNO in Spain, and they the deal has actually already been announced that they will buy um, mass mobile spectrum in Spain, um, which. It's probably worth saying that Massmobile has basically um, some spectrum in the mid and high frequency bands, which means that it's kind of better suited for urban coverage, but it doesn't have the low band spectrum that it would need to have a kind of robust nationwide network. So it has relied on um, roaming agreement, national roaming agreement, which um, they will also have to do, which is another remedy that is um, part of the part of the deal where Digi will have the option to get a national roaming agreement to kind of um, supplement the, the spectrum allocation it will buy from Massmobile. So those are basically the remedies. And it also means, the I think really interesting thing about this is that it basically means that even though the merger will, is allowed, it means that Spain will remain a full operator market which is something that um, in Europe is, the EU has generally been quite reluctant to allow mergers that would um, create a free operator market um, because it kind of, I think the thinking is that the four operator market creates more competition and lower prices for customers, but there have been some grumblings about this. There has basically been, um, that a lot of arguments have been made by the telcos, but also analysts that, um, Possibly, if you keep kind of adding new operators to the mix after allowing mergers, it might not work out the best for the market. For example, in Italy, where in 2016 you had um, wind, I think it was 2016, wind and death were allowed to merge, but Iliad was brought in as the operator, and they kind of um, to kind of keep that full operator structure. But what happened is that. Now, again, you kind of have a lot of talk about consolidation in the Italian market, and there are kind of some questions raised over whether or not um, it's sustainable to have four operators in a market of that size. Um, so that's one of the questions that are being raised um, in, um, yeah, based on the based on the decision, I think. Yeah. And any final thoughts on, on the merger or how it might impact, um, you know, future mergers in other European countries? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, yeah, as you kind of suggest, and as I've hinted to with Italy, there are other markets where there is a possibility of consolidation going forward. Obviously, Italy is the case that we've already discussed where there has been a lot of talk about it, but there haven't been any concrete um, agreements announced just yet, just a lot of speculation. But then there is the EUK, which obviously is um, no longer, you could argue, unfortunately, um, part <laughs> of the EU. Um, mm -hmm. And it kind of, um, there, in here you obviously have Vodafone and Free, which have said they would like to merge. And it is pending a decision by the Competition and Markets Authority, which is the, the UK body responsible for, um, for yeah, basically the body that needs to give its approval. And obviously, as I said, um, the EC will not have any 
uh, any impact on the decision, but it's easy to imagine that uh, this year may might look to kind of what's happening in Europe for inspiration, if nothing else. Um, yeah, it would be interesting to see if they kind of decide to bring a fourth operator into the market uh, in similar fashion. And this is pure speculation, obviously, um, but um, yeah, it would be interesting to see who they might bring in because it might not necessarily be straightforward um, to find someone willing to, to build a network. So, right. Watch your space. <laughs> hey, you want to join us? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, well, Teresa, thanks so much um, for giving us an update on this. And it'll be interesting to see um, how things pan out and if their um, competition remedies work out as well. Yeah, thank you, Kelsey. Thank you so much, Teresa, for taking the time to talk today. And thank you to our wonderful producer, Pierre Landrio, for making this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the Light Reading Podcast for more interviews and insights from the team. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time.